Again, I'm not going to be super long this morning. This is more like a more like a a, a day after Christmas devotional uh, than than a full on uh, sermon. But uh, I also think this little this little bit that I feel like God's given me to say this morning that if you take it to heart, might drastically change some things for you in the coming year. Uh, might actually change uh, a lot. Um, so maybe maybe the brevity what what we have here for brevity will be uh, be made up for in impact. Uh, but here we are the day after Christmas, and so the question is now what? Now what do we do? Uh, technically, Christmas Day is over, but also technically, according to the church calendar, Christmas is just beginning. Uh, but but we're, so so we're celebrating today. We celebrated yesterday. But now what? Now that the waiting is over, we've talked all month about the waiting for Christmas. Now that the waiting is over, what do we do? Where do we go from here? I want to look back at a couple of passages we spent some time in on Christmas Eve. If you weren't here on Christmas Eve, that's all right. It's not, not going to be necessary. But I want, to, I want to kind of piggyback on a couple of ideas that we talked about uh, then. And so I want to read from Luke chapter 2. And I want to see what happens when we just kind of keep going in the story just a little bit. So Luke chapter 2, verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem. So this is after the angels came down and said, You need to go and see. Uh, We've got this good news of great joy. Go see Jesus. The angels have left. And the, the shepherds say to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. So they went and they saw Jesus. They did what they were told. They went and they saw Jesus. The only thing they needed to do to experience the joy of Jesus in this birth is show up. There was no list. There's no preparations needed. They just needed to go, which is why it was great joy. This is what we talked about on Christmas Eve. But here's my question. Now what? Like you show up at the manger. You show up at the stable. The animals are around. You see Jesus. You kind of share some stories with Mary and Joseph. And, and, and you just had this amazing experience of seeing these angels. And now you go and you visit with this, this baby that is to be the Messiah that's long waited for king, and maybe you get a chance to hold Jesus for just a minute, which kind of blows my mind even to, to think about to hold the, the one who created you. You get to hold in your hand. You get, to, you, you, you get to be a part of one of the most amazing moments in the history of the world. Now what? Now what do you do? At this moment in the story, the shepherds are kind of where we are. They're kind of in the same place where we are today. Christmas is done. They've unwrapped their presents. They've emptied their stockings. They've even gotten their time with Jesus. But now what do you do? Now what do you do? I'll ask you that question. What do you guys do with Christmas now? I'll ask this question. Who in here, show of hands, has anybody taken their tree down yet? Show of hands. Already, so I knew we'd have one. I knew we'd have one. So did you take it down yesterday on Christmas Day? Bah humbug to you too. No, I'm just kidding. 
I, I see people doing this on social media, friends that I have that do this, and I wonder what's wrong. How many of them, how many of you will have your tree down by the end of the day today, Lord willing? That's what you're shooting for. Any of you guys? No? All right, so are you, are you pre-New Year's? Is that the goal? Who's that? Pre-New Year's. That's your goal to get your tree down. All right. Who's just going to leave it up until the Spirit moves you, and that's when you're going to get the thing down? All right. You're my kind of people, because the way I see it, I work too hard to get all that stuff out, to put it up already. I'm going to look at it as long as I can, uh, as long as I can stand it. Um, but what are you going to do with what we've talked about the last few weeks? Repeat the sounding joy, this idea that Christmas is about joy. What are you going to do with what God has taught you and what maybe you have learned and thinking and, and dwelling on this idea of joy, finding our joy in Him the elation of a rescuer that has come, the joy that comes with that, the relief that comes with that. What happens now? Is it just back to normal? Is it just back to doing the same old thing, just kind of back to the grind? Well, if the shepherds are any indication, yeah, kind of. That's kind of what happens now. Luke chapter 2, verse 20. This is after they have visited with Mary and Joseph. And it says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as that had been told to them. They went back to their fields. They left that stable with Jesus after seeing the angels and all these miraculous things that absolutely blew their mind. They went back to their, to their sheep. They went back to the field. Can you imagine that next night? That next night after Christmas, every rustle in the bushes, they must have been like, ooh, is that an angel? Ooh, is that another one? Oh, what's going to happen tonight? And then the next night, they had to be thinking the same thing, like, oh, okay, so that was the night before. What's going to happen tonight? We've seen this amazing thing, and they've got to be looking for the next ray of light, the next miracle, the next thing to show up. But you know what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They went right back to the fields And they did exactly what they were doing the moment before that angel showed up on that Christmas for them. It didn't, nothing else happened. They were just tending their sheep and they just continued tending their sheep. And the next night, they were tending their sheep. And the next night, they were tending their sheep. And the next night, they were tending their sheep. They just kept doing the same thing. Listen, I know that we've got some celebrating that we're doing this morning, and I know some of you, your celebration kind of continues a little bit throughout the week, and, uh, and, and some of you guys maybe are on vacation this coming week, so it's a little bit different the week that's coming up, but, but, but not long from now. Some of you, maybe today, you may be back at work this afternoon. Some of you may be back to work tomorrow. Some of you may be back here very soon, but very soon we'll be back at work. We'll be back at school. We'll be back in our classes, back to the grind of everyday life. And so my question for you is, what happens then? Does, memory, does, does Christmas just kind of become a memory, just kind of this thing in the past? What we've learned and what we've talked about, this idea of joy, just kind of become a footnote in your uh, kind of spiritual walk and you move on? What happens to this joy that we spent all month cultivating and talking about? Do we just move on from it? Here's the thing, even after our greatest moments in our lives, life keeps going just like it did for the shepherds. Doesn't matter how great the Christmas is, 
Their Christmas tops mine, I promise. Their Christmas being there with Jesus better than mine. And they went back to the fields the next day. No matter what great event has happened in your life, life keeps on going. They go back to their old life. But as a result of what they have experienced, they go back to their old life, but they are now different people. They go back to their old life, and while their life hasn't changed, their job hasn't changed, their circumstances have not changed, they have changed. Same job, same life, same problems, different people. They go back full of this good news that they have been given, full of a joy they did not know before. And it says that they went back celebrating and praising God, glorifying God for what they had seen, for the moment they had been a part of. They went back different. And so my simple question for you this morning, my simple question for you is, when you go back to the grind, whether it's this afternoon, whether it's this week, whether it's a week from now, uh, maybe you know a little bit over that if you're going back to class, When you go back, how will you go back to those same old routines? Will you go back different? If not, then you'll walk back into the same life, the same job, the same classes, the same problems, and you'll be the same person. And you know what? Everything will be the same. At least pretty much. Everything will be the same. But if you walk away from Christmas like the shepherds did, somehow changed by what you've experienced, what you've seen, by the joy that has now kind of become a part of you, if you walk away changed with the joy that these shepherds walked away with, you'll go back different, full of praise to God. Two days ago, I shared about how Jesus prays for us in John chapter 17. One of the most amazing chapters in all of Scripture. Jesus praying for his disciples then and for the disciples that are to come, us. It's Jesus, the recorded prayer of Jesus for us. It's a remarkable prayer. And I talked about how he prayed for us that we would have the joy that he has in himself. I want to read these few verses for you, and then this will be it for us this morning. And I want to just leave you with a bit of a challenge, especially as we head towards New Year's. And maybe some of you guys are thinking about a New Year's resolution or just thinking through, through some things and how you can apply some things. I'll read these verses and then give you guys a challenge here. So John chapter 17, verse 13. Jesus says, but now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. So we get the joy of Jesus. That's enough to blow your mind right there, but he keeps going. He says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world. So Jesus doesn't want us to separate and be apart and be away from the world. He says, I do not take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. And this verse right here, verse 18, is the one I want to key on. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also might be sanctified in truth. So he says, as you sent me into the world, what did we just see Jesus prayed about, prayed for us in verse 13? That we would have his joy, the joy of Jesus, 
That is how he was in the world on a mission of joy. That's what we talked about on Christmas Eve. Jesus came on a mission of joy. And then Jesus prays and he says, I came on this mission of joy. Father, send them into the world on the same mission that I came with. And so that's my challenge for you this morning. Jesus sends us out into the world but different than we were without Christmas and before Christmas. We are not the same. You are sent into the world. We are sent into the world as ambassadors of the joy that we have been recipients of in the Christmas story. Full of joy and ambassadors of joy. That is what Christmas is about. Not just the joy of the day, but the joy of a changed heart and a changed world on the mission of joy, just like Jesus. Sent into the world just as Jesus was sent into the world on a mission of joy. So here's my question. Simple challenge, and this will be it for me this morning. Simple thing here. How different would your home be How different would your marriage be? How different would your family be? How different would your workplace be if you walked into each of those things not looking to tear down, not looking to criticize, not looking to destroy, but with the idea that you are an ambassador of joy in that place. That your task is to do what Jesus did and be on a mission of joy wherever you go. How different would your world be? For some of you, I'm going to tell you right now, for some of you, this comes pretty natural. You walk into a room and people smile. You're kind. And they they, they light up whenever you are there. And, and, And some of that is going to be because you're just wired to be that kind of a person. And some of it's going to be because of Jesus. But for some of y'all, that's going to be hard. Because when you walk into a room, it's like, why is that guy in the room? It's like, I'd rather that guy not be in the room sometimes. I get that. But the task we've been called to is to bring joy where we go. And I wonder if that's what Christians were known for, the bringers of joy. I wonder how different our conversations would be when we try to share the gospel with those who don't know Jesus. Instead of being the ones who are the the bringers of the bad news, the ones who are bringing, don't get me wrong, there's a part of sharing the gospel where we have to talk about, uh, about our sin and all those things. I'm not saying we need to neglect any of that. But what I'm saying is, what are you going to be known for in your family? Man, I'm glad dad is home. It's such a, such a happier place when dad is home. Man, I'm so glad that this guy came into work today. He just lights up the workplace. He just makes this a better place to talk to. He's such a good person to be able to talk to. It brings me joy whenever we can sit down and talk. I'm not saying you got to come in and slap on some fake smile and drive everybody crazy with your fake happiness. Nobody wants that. But what I am saying is that there is a joy that is deep-seated within us because of the Christmas story that no darkness can quench. Because when Jesus came into the world, it says that the light shone in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That kind of joy, when you walk into the room with that kind of joy... It's not long until you can make a difference in that room. It's not long until that room begins to listen because they realize, wait a minute, that guy brings me joy when he's here. Why is that? 
it's more than just because he's a nice guy. It's more than just because she's a, she's a nice gal that I really enjoy working with or that, that, that this, this family is just great and so all is well in our family so everything is good. No, this is a joy that in spite of circumstances, in spite of darkness and pain and suffering and all of these other things that the darkness has not overcome. And so that's my task for you. That's my challenge to you is for this year to be marked, for you to mark this year as the year where you choose joy, not just in your own life, in your own heart, in your own devotional time, but you choose joy for those around you. That when you walk into your house, when you walk into your workplace, when you walk in even to your classroom or deal with your teachers, that you are a joyful person that brings joy with you. I can't think of a much more worthy New Year's resolution than that. And I think you'll be shocked at what changes in your life if you become an ambassador of joy, on a mission of joy, just like Jesus was. Will you pray with me? Father, this morning as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate uh, this, this baby that has, uh, that has come, we realize that we celebrate so much more than a baby. That just as we sang, just as we've uh, talked about this morning, what we are talking about is salvation itself. And so, Father, we do come and worship this morning. As we head to a new year, our prayer is that we would be a joyful people. A joyful people that when we walk in a room, your, your presence would be a part of it because we show up with the joy you have given to us. And Father, I pray that as we even leave this place this morning, that we would leave with the same heart of the shepherds, walking away glorifying and praising God for all that we have seen and heard. And that when we go back to the, to the grind, when we go back to the everyday life, while those things may be the same, we would be different. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.